Can you guys stop swearing? I have children over here. Next time you swear, I'm gonna call the cops. Fuck your birth month. Nobody cares. It's my birth century. <laughs> you guys can have it back when I die. <laughs> or in 2077. Yeah. Either or. No, no, no. You can't change it to benefit you when we've already declared it our birth month. Joe I was born first, man. It's been my birth century since day one, yo. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe declared it. Joe declared it birth month years ago. My aunt... I Who's my my aunt? Who's older than all of us on the, in, in this show? De has declared declared November our birth month. So my aunt my aunt surpasses. <laughs> the not the show, so. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we were just talking right, prior to the show. Done. <laughs> all right. We were just talking prior to the show. Uh, if you if you believe this, we were actually talking about wrestling before we came on the air. Bullshit. Yeah, I I know, no, right? Not, not all of us. Yeah, not all of us were. A at least Drow and I were talking about it. <laughs> there you go. JP was busy there. being high with God. I was oh, listening. Geez. I was listening to some music. I was, you know, getting myself ready. What um, is I, uh, this week? Play what? another. Wait, what, 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 what was that, G? Yeah, you hear like half of what you were saying? You're high. <laughs> nice. So, what are you on this week? Oh, I'm just no. I'm not really high. I was just quoting song lyrics. That's all. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> you you say that all the time, but it's not like we can prove it. We can think that you were high with God because you said so. Right. Exactly. Jeez, I listened to one chance the rapper song and <laughs> I put lyrics from it and fucking <laughs> I get declared being high. My brother's not. My brother's not even here, so you can't even. I can't even say I got contact high because I'm not even. He's not even. Here to be breathing the, the, the pot smoke into my face. <laughs> yeah. So JT's getting high with Chance the Rapper. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I also quoted Van Halen, too, but no one cared about that one. <laughs> there you go. That one didn't indicate well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure someone in Van Halen is high right now. If it makes it up, uh, you're well, yeah, probably Eddie's right. High. Eddie's, Eddie's been high since 1975 when Gene Simmons discovered Van Halen. And yes, he 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 actually did discover them, and he he actually was going to sign them to their first record deal. So yeah, that is actually a true story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Music history. But yeah, BW3. so I got, I got, so I got, I got told this morning that I was wasting away. I don't know nice. why, I don't know how, but I just, I think he was just probably busting my balls anyway. Today at the gym, I was wearing a shirt that was a little bit looser than I normally wear because I like wearing the really tight compression shirts for some reason because they're just really comfortable and stuff. And um, today I wore one of my looser ones and. The dude that sees me there all the time goes, dude, you're wasting away. I'm like, dude, I eat, I eat like a fucking pig. How the hell is that wasting <laughs> away? <sighs> yeah. 
you're wasting away. I can't away, do man. all the talking. I can't do all the talking. People here, it's four. It's four. It's four minutes in. I don't have. I, I'm running out. Of, I'm running out of uh, content here. J, JT's wasting away. That, that, that's. Uh, I, I know he's wasting away, but he's not wasting away in the way that that guy meant it. JT's wasting <laughs> away again in Margaritaville, searching no, for his about. lost shaker of salt. <laughs> Nah, I always walk walk past Margaritaville when I when I'm at the mall. I don't want to. I, I don't really. Even when my buddy's playing solo gigs there, I, I just tend to like walk past it. <laughs> tell you, Joe. Tell your tell 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 your neighbor to stop yelling. I can still hear him in the background yelling. Ain't my neighbor. <laughs> you have neighbors? Believe it or not. Wow. Oh. I'm not the only one that complains about him on Facebook either. <laughs> Guy down the street's complaining about his neighbors. He's like, yep, they all suck around here. You know, by default, that means you suck. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's neighbors suck, so that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Actually, actually, Mine, mine actually don't suck. Mine are pretty cool because they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> the unit next to me is for sale, and it's been vacated for a little while, so I've been enjoying my neighbors lately. <laughs> actually, they were too bad. I, I, I can't complain. They were all right. Kind of a little door slimy here and there, but other than that... Yeah. They shoveled the, the front about half the time, so I no complaints. Now I have to shovel all on my own. Always. God damn it. <laughs> How bad is it snowing there lately? Um not beyond normal. Just average I suppose. We start started a little bit in September and yeah. We're supposed yeah. to get a whole bunch tomorrow and Tuesday, so we'll see what my yeah, we're... change. We're supposed to we're supposed to get some here tonight, and of course the whiny bitches, uh, the whiny bitches that live in Syracuse in Syracuse Central New York area that all we have to complain about literally about every fucking thing, and of course, of course that have lived here their whole lives and have dealt with snow their whole lives always have to bitch. You want snow? Well then fucking move, get the fuck out of here, move out of here, go to a fucking <laughs> other state where where it's where you're where snow isn't the norm and you get. Hurricanes or tornadoes or earthquakes, you know, go go have fun there. Well, it, it has been 87 degrees here for most of the week, uh, so snow is not likely. Uh, although, to be fair, yesterday the wind picked up a lot and it was noticeably chilly this morning. I don't think it's going to stick. So, um, yeah, there's that side of the scale, too. I personally object to this, you know, right before, you know, American Thanksgiving and it's 87 degrees outside, but <laughs> hey. Now, now, gr granted, 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 Joe, I would love it to be 87 on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. I, I would love it up here, but you know what? It, you know, it, it, you, you live in this area, it's the terror, it comes with the territory. It's going right. to snow. Yeah, <laughs> Just I, deal I've, with it. I've got my heat on. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've had my heat on for like three, for what about three weeks now? Yeah, it's been on and off here. So. <laughs> that time of year. Yeah, for sure, definitely. 
My mic's cutting out. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I think I, I got it. Hear. I think we're good. Yeah, I didn't hear. I've been hearing you fine, so I don't know. Yeah, it's been it, it, my my mics have been cutting in and out for some reason. My board hmm. might need a new one. I don't know. <laughs> oh well, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. You said yeah, so continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Uh, pretty boring week. <laughs> Uneventful. Now you just didn't. You just didn't want. You just don't want to brag about how, 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 how much you lived it up on on Monday, didn't didn't you? <laughs> Monday, I didn't do nothing on Monday. <laughs> I went to work. <laughs> Oh man, Monday threw that threw me the fuck off, man. Because like, they you remember I was telling you they took the eight hours away. They they took Sunday night away from me at work. So I ended up like going right back to bed after the podcast. I didn't wake up till three a.m. And then I was up from three a.m. And then it's like, oh shit, now I have to go to work, and now I'm starting to get tired. So that threw me the fuck off. But yeah, that's all I did was I sat around and watched YouTube, and then I went to work. I did absolutely nothing because I did my shit on Saturday with the with the birthday party show. <laughs> what did you do for your birthday, JT? I went. I got a beer. I went. To, I went and got a beer bought for me by one of the waitresses at the restaurant I go to. I frequent. Um, I went. To, I went to my 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 comic book store, got comics, and then I went to the record store, bought a record, and then played video games the rest of the night. Then I was un- unable to b- play Battlefront because they fucked up my pre-order. <laughs> Fucking PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, was Fucking that, PlayStation. You ordered uh, that Star Wars Battlefront 2 that everybody's boycotting yeah. EA for now, eh? The, the, um, the, you I, know I, about I, that? Did no, I didn't up? know that. Why are oh, people wow. boycotting? Why? Why? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me backtrack that. I heard a little something about it. I didn't actually yeah, no. hear... I didn't hear the whole story because I've been trying. I've been trying to fucking download the fucking Elite Trooper edition that I pre-ordered and paid eighty bucks for. Right. That that I only got the fucking I only got the standard edition with because I've well, been fucking trying to spend trying all week to get the goddamn freaking thing I paid for. And then last night they spent an hour online trying to fucking with customer service reps. They haven't explained them oh. over and over again. <laughs> customer service. Well, I did it. Yeah. The same and then they. Then then they fucked it. I still don't have the fucking game. They told me, "Oh, we'll email you when they have the when we have a complete when we have when we have the problem fixed." So why are people boycotting EA over this? Well, EA has already been terrible for years with sure customers. And speaking of JT's experiences, they're uh, they went all in with their pay to play model, and. They introduced some sort of, you have to purchase crystals, which is like an in-game currency. And uh, now they're literally Hitler in the gaming (laughs) community. Essentially, uh, the backlash for people being able to, like, buy their abilities to play the game was not well received. Now, I'm not really surprised. I mean, the DLC stuff is old. The pay-to-play thing is old, too, but... It's just a step, because it's gone such a step further, there's a lot of people have been alienated with them. And they, they already had a bad rap for uh, 
what was it, Mass Effect 3 or the last Mass Effect? The one that you had, did the voice thing for? Oh, yeah, okay. I don't, uh, know, which, I don't know which one it was. It's just, here's yeah, an opportunity was, to do something, so I did it. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty bad game from what people's expectations were for it to be because the franchise was so successful. Right. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen much, and yet I've seen a lot. It's how, you know, <laughs> I haven't been online. I've been working a lot this week. I didn't have a birthday day off or anything. <laughs> Neither did I. I've those in June, but <laughs> it's just fucking crazy. I've seen it like everywhere in social media, like in areas, nothing to do with video games. So they're they're very hated right now. Mm. And I yeah, really thought that they've been hacked quite a bit um, by internet people, <laughs> which might have something to do with the reason that you're, you know, your server problems over there at JT. But the other no, side of it, it, their servers are always shit. Their servers. No, I, or it wasn't, like shit. They've been this it, way for like another 10 years. So your problem is probably not your end. It's probably their end completely, 100%. Well, yeah, it, it is their end because here's what it is. Here's what happened, okay? I pre-ordered the game six months ago. So it's not like I just pre-ordered the game, tried to get it on it last minute. I, I, I didn't realize you could play it three days early, okay? So I got the, the thing. I got the notification, the PlayStation thing. Okay, download it now so you're ready to play it. Midnight on the 14th. Okay, so I click on it. Doesn't let me. Doesn't let me download anything. I go to the game page. Do the same thing. It says tell. It, this thing says tell me more. It says you are not able to purchase this because you already own it. Okay, let me download it. <laughs> so I, I'm like, okay, whatever. So Tuesday comes. Same thing. It gives me the same message. I'm like, okay. So I'll wait till the official game launch because you know what? Whatever. It could just be you know. Okay, wait till the official game launch. Okay, I'm able to download the standard edition, and and it has the deluxe part on the add-on. Okay, so I could hit the add-on. Same fucking message I've had all week. So I finally got a hold of them yesterday. Talked to two people at PlayStation. They couldn't help me. They sent me to EA, and then it's like, what the fuck? It's like, I paid for this fucking thing six fucking months ago. It's not like I tried to buy this on the 11th, and I'm bitching now. Right. <laughs> I just want to play the game I paid for. Well, you're going to only get angrier once you start playing it <laughs> because of, of what people are complaining about. Like, the, the game itself's already pricey, right? But the deal is that there's, like, a whole bunch of things, unlockables, that you can't earn in the game. You have to actually pay more for them. For example, uh, you know, like being Darth Vader or flying the Millennium Falcon. Because, I mean, Star Wars fans would never want that, right? Yeah, no. Unless you want to spend like you know forty to eighty hours playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, man. This is that. This, this is. I mean, the franchise itself has such a rabid fan base to begin with that I think you combine the two and you're going to get a, a massive backlash. There's like a movement to make. Oh yeah, <laughs> the the EA's official response to the Battlefront Two complaint is the most downvoted comment in Reddit history. Oh, that's what I heard. That's what and, I heard. And it <laughs> took less than a week to do that. And you can downvote for four months until it's disabled. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm kind of catching up with the news. I'm looking at some other headlines I've missed. And like, I'm, I, I kind of was on, on the, the ball with what was going on, but this is even worse than I realized. Yeah, this is, this is bad news for EA. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, you just convinced me to buy an EA game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they haven't done it to hockey yet. You're That's right, the right. <laughs> they haven't made the pay-to-play model and update. I, I have a feeling they won't be in the future because of this backlash. Right. Uh, not to the same extent they plan to. However, uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, this is the thing. I don't. I'm not. I'm not anti EA because I I do play a lot of their games, but they have a really bad history of this type of shit. Uh, this is just the excessive variation of it. So. Sure. It basically it's like let's say you order the uh, the WWE Network and you wanted to watch Survivor Series tonight. Oh, you nah. want to watch Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles? Give us ten more bucks right now. Nah. Exactly. You understand. No, but I mean, but but that, but what he's saying perfect. is for somebody who is watching the product and and excited for this match tonight between Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles for WWE to say, okay, we've already got your nine ninety nine for the month. Now give us another ten bucks so you can watch this particular match. Is basically what EA is doing with the Star Wars Battlefront Two oh, franchise. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, it's not the best metaphor. I and mean, that game is really popular and. You know, JT is one of millions of people that enjoy it. So sure, I pl- I have it. I played it a little bit. I didn't get into it to the same extent, but you know, whatever. Oh, I don't even necessarily need to play it. You know, any of that stuff. I just wanted to download it so I could have it. One, you know, I just wanted to. <laughs> you wanted to get what I, you I paid figured... for. Huh? You wanted to get what you paid for. Yeah. <laughs> totally and understandable. Like... Because I don't play. Because like the last one I had, the last the the last one for PlayStation Four, there there was a there's a whole bunch of unlockable characters that I'll never have ever ever. Sorry, I had to do it. Um, <laughs> it, it, it. Have the time to build, what, get enough, you know, whatever they need. You need to unlock them all. You know, you just you gotta. I I'll, I'll never and I'll never play that game. I probably won't ever play that game again now that I have the the newest one. It, I, you know, I like to I like to sit there and play as I don't have a problem playing as a storm random stormtrooper. You know, I don't have a problem with that. I just like some of these games. I like to, like just just sit there and like go and shoot people. Well, there's a lot of backpedaling going on. It hasn't really totally been resolved. I would up I would look at updates in the next little bit and consider downloading them because it might change the way you earn those blocked characters in a positive way. Mm-hmm. But because worst case scenario, just delete all the data from your hard drive and reinstall it if they fucking make it worse. But I don't know. I've only been following it because it's been so so much of it everywhere. I don't plan on buying the game, so I don't really know what exactly the development is there. But yeah, well, literally Hitler. <laughs> yeah, He's you don't have to pay for him. <laughs> Does he? Get, what color? What color is his lightsaber? Hopefully, hopefully it's a green one, right? Hopefully, it's a green one, right? Uh, it's not a red one, right? <laughs> I really don't know. We'll go with green. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> the idea that that could become an entire conversation on its own. What color would Hitler's lightsaber be? <laughs> it's just, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's it, it's great, but it's. Awful at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if you, well, if you, well, it all depends on if you want to stick to the movies or if you want to go fan fiction, because there's actually many different colors because they, there's some that are gold. Um, I think someone has a black lightsaber. 
Um, you know, they know. I know. I know the, the the standard, like the Jedi for the Jedi. It's it's supposed to be blue. It's supposed to be blue and green, and with the exception of Mace Windu, because the only reason that that and the only reason that was is because Sam Sam Jackson wanted it so he could see where he was. He could he could find himself in all the fight scenes. That's the only reason he's got the purple. He, he he's a lot. He got the purple lightsaber in the movies. I did not know that. That's interesting. Well, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> I'm just looking Front at this. two. I'm now just... available for PlayStation 4. Get what you can of it for whatever you pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just stick with hockey, man, because I know what I'm getting. <laughs> getting the same game I got last year, just with updated rosters. Hell, screw that. Play <laughs> go screw, screw. There is a little tiny bet more. Yeah, I there, there, game this morning. There usually is, and I just I just bought mine right before we went on the air, uh, because yeah. it's half price right now for gold members. Um, thanks, G, for telling me that because I was going to buy it Black Friday anyway, and now <laughs> I can play it early. And then I'll no, get WWE it. later in the week. So <laughs> screw that. Get 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 the fractured butthole. It's a pretty fun game. Ah, uh, that's on my radar too, man. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. And you know what? You get it comes with the stick of truth as well. You buy I've, that. Oh, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I'm not 100 percent if it still comes with the stick of truth. I know the pre-order came with the stick of truth. The so. stick of truth doesn't is not a selling point for me because I already own the stick of truth. Well, I, I did. That's why I pre-ordered that one too. I yeah. was like, oh, I, I want, I want because. It's not available for for PlayStation Four until you pre-order it that way. That way. So, yeah. Oh, it's the modded version for the new console. Oh, uh, okay. I yeah. yeah. I, uh, last year I, I went to kind of uh, I, I spent some money on Black Friday. I got WWE, NHL, and uh, picked up the uh, uh, the Stick of Truth. So I had plenty of games to play after uh, after Black Friday last year, as, uh, by my standards anyway, because I don't play a lot of games. So, yeah. Drow sent us a picture of her New Japan ticket. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> yes. Look at it. It's glorious. She's going to see Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega in person. Uh, and you, you could have seen what? Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream in person last night. I know, but you know, I, I'm <laughs> accounted for. <laughs> so I, when they first announced that War Games and the whole Survivor Series weekend was going to be in Houston, I thought about going just for the sake of going because, oh well, that sounds kind of cool. But then, when it really started looking like the whole you know, Tokyo Dome thing was going to work out, I thought, eh, I'll watch it on TV. I'm okay. And then. Uh, this past Wednesday is when the ticket actually got here, and that was kind of a religious experience, opening that envelope, like, oh my <laughs> god, look at this, and you can't necessarily tell from looking at the ticket, that is an Arena A floor ticket, Ooh. one that was supposed to be completely sold out, and I got one. Ooh. Nice. So, uh, yeah, well, that was completely, you know, luck because 
I used a ticket buying service to get those because there are many difficulties for fans who don't live in Japan to get tickets to events over there because it's not like just going on a Ticketmaster and buying a ticket and having it shipped to you. They don't work that way. So your options are fewer and you know, limited in several ways. Basically, if you live outside of the country, you're kind of screwed. Plus, in addition to all of that, um, New Japan has a fan club that gets all the pre-sale stuff. You have to live in the country to be part of the fan club. So, it, like, I don't get to go to New Year's Dash because the fan club completely sold out New Year's Dash before tickets even officially went on sale to the general public. So, you know, it's cool that they have one, but it kind of sucks if you don't live there. So right. there are buying services that you contact them and you tell them what you want and you pay in advance through PayPal. They don't have your card numbers or anything. And then when stuff goes on sale, they buy it for you. And if they can't get exactly what you wanted, they'll either refund your money or they'll just get the next best ticket that they can and they'll refund you the difference. So that's what I did. And I'm not sure quite how this happened, but when I contacted them to see how everything went, it's like, oh, yeah, we got Arena A, you know, four ticket for you. I'm like, holy shit, it actually happened that way. <laughs> All Arena A and B were supposed to be sold out already. And uh, they might be, but I still got one, so woohoo! Anyway, I know everybody doesn't do the Facebook thing, and I just felt like everybody needed to see that. <laughs> now that it's here, you have to see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's amazing. That's incredible. And I hope you have an amazing time. Uh, oh. You guys are going to have all the pictures. I'm basically taking over the entire show when I get back. You know, all of that stuff. But uh, it's a little bit scary, too. The idea of, okay, let's go to the other side of the planet by myself where I don't know what anybody's saying and I have no friends over there and wrestling. Okay. <laughs> Well, JT said it on the show a couple of weeks ago. Just say Jericho. <laughs> and now more than ever, that will totally work. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely, it will. <laughs> Hell, you might end up in you might end up in backstage. You know, who knows? You just oh, yeah, say Jericho. They take you. To, they take you backstage. Give you. Do, give you credentials. Uh, take you straight to him. Misunderstanding. They thought I was, you know, part of his entourage or something. Like, oh, here you go. Like, oh, hi. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Well, we alluded to NXT TakeOver uh, last night because uh, you and I were discussing before the show uh, yeah. some of uh, some of uh what went down because I had uh, planned on staying home to watch it and then didn't 
And when I got up this morning, you had sent a message saying uh, how good the show actually was and how uh, you were pleasantly surprised. Yeah, because I have been out of that loop for quite a while now, and I thought about watching it, went back and forth on it, and then I decided, no, I want to watch it just for the one title match between Drew McIntyre and Andrade Almas, just because Almas used to be La Sombra, and he's on a winning streak now, and okay, cool. And I had planned on just paying attention to that match and spending the rest of the show uh, on Twitter with people who were probably going to complain about a lot of stuff. (laughs) And uh, there was not a whole lot of complaining going on because that entire show was really good. Uh, I I don't really know what to compare it with because, again, out of the loop, but... It was solid. It was solid all the way across. There wasn't anything that was bad. And, you know, when you look at the match of the night being something that really wasn't even advertised as a big selling point, that's always great because the big three were the main event War Games match that wasn't technically a War Games match, the heavyweight title match, and the four-way for the new women's champion after Asuka basically relinquished it. Mm-hmm. And so the Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream match was mentioned, but it you know, was a blip on the radar at best. And then when that match was over, there were a lot of people going, okay, we can just stop the show right here. That, that's it. <laughs> I, that uh, I a little bit of a stretch, but not much of one. That match was great. <laughs> I came into it, uh, like, I started watching NXT again, like, two weeks ago. I had no idea that Andrade Elmas was going for the title. I had no idea. None. Uh, like, I didn't know who, I knew Drew McIntyre was the champion. I vaguely knew that. I uh, had no idea who he was facing. I knew the, uh, the, the main thing I knew about was the, uh, the War Games match, Undisputed Era, uh, Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong, Insanity. Um, I knew there was going to be a women's title match. Uh, I knew it was a fatal four-way. I didn't know who was all in it. Um, and, like, when I tuned in two weeks ago, I saw the the, the, the whole, the entire buildup of the Cassius Ono-Lars Sullivan match, where Cassius Ono walks into uh, William Regal's office and says, I want to fight Lars Sullivan. And William Regal's like, are you stupid? And uh, <laughs> Cassius Ono's like, sure, whatever. And then they put the match together. So that was the build for that, and I watched about 10 seconds of that match, <laughs> uh, which Lars Sullivan defeated Cassius Ono. Uh, okay. I missed that one. I was making chicken wings. Yeah, you didn't miss much. I, I, no! It, yeah. not, it was not a long match, but... Five uh, minutes, 11 seconds, according to Wikipedia. Oh, okay. But, you know, if your goal is to make Lars Sullivan look like an unstoppable wrecking monster, this did that. Okay. And it did it pretty well because Cassius Ono was not a slouch. I mean, he was doing his elbow strikes and it just, the guy just shook him off. And we're watching oh. the like, okay, should that even happen? I mean, they made him look like a total beast. 
Yeah, okay. And I had to look him up to remember who he was. Uh, yeah, for me, it was just kind of like I, I didn't really care because I'm not, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Cassius Ono fan. Uh, you know, like, and, uh, you know, I mean, I like the guy, but I don't, you know, it's like, dude, lose some weight. And then, uh, Lars Sullivan, I've never seen before. Like, I know he had a match last week and I barely paid any attention to that. Uh, yeah, that was was my problem with that match. That and my wings were making me hungry, but. Right. So it was like, okay, but, and and my, and the, the reason I skipped. I still don't know who he is. Yeah. The reason I skipped through most of it was because, like, I got home and I'm like, okay, I have, like, two hours to watch a two and a half hour show. Right. So So who is this guy then? What's his deal? Does he have a story or anything? Or is he just bald version of Corbin? Well, I don't know who, yeah, again, I've. That's paid the, no attention here. No, that was I, the I impression don't know I got. Who he was before, but you know, he's this big, ugly dude who looks like he's been carved out of rocks. I mean, the jokes about him, you know, living under a bridge, asking questions <laughs> to people walking across it, were not out of line. But they've apparently decided that he's going to be this, you know, unstoppable monster, and he is I think he's undefeated too uh, they said that didn't they didn't they say he was undefeated I wasn't paying attention I don't <laughs> I, I literally like I, I came in and I skipped like 10 minutes into the show to kind of get me closer to like being able to finish before we got on the air <laughs> Um. so I mean I really I've seen half of a Lars Sullivan match I, I don't know anything about him. I'm with G. I think he's a bald Baron Corbin. <laughs> so I, I really well, don't it's know. It's about mental. Um, they want monsters. And if he's better sure. than Baron Corbin, which isn't hard to do to meet for me, at least. Right. I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I, I'm, I've only watched the takeovers for the last year plus. So <clears throat> I went in with nothing. And like half of the people on the, on the wrestling card, I'm like, Oh yeah, I think I've seen them before, or I don't know who the fuck that is, or <laughs> oh yeah, he still has a job. Like every match was like that for me. Yeah, I enjoyed the show. I don't know if I rank it as my favorite takeover personally. I won't say there was a bad match that I saw though, because sure. it was it was good wrestling. It's just I didn't have the investment, and that's probably why I'm kind of meh about it. Like I don't, I know you guys. You know, we we're talking. I saw the Facebook thread. I'm like, yeah, that was an okay match. Like, <laughs> that was okay too. But I, none of it blew me out of the water, really. Well, I um, mean, but I have different reasons probably for why that is. Sure. I well, you know, it's I, not I was for the entering action. That's for sure. There was fucking good wrestling last night. Absolutely. Well, I I had said, you know, I you know, I, my goal was to watch the the title matches and the war games match, and Drow had said. Do not skip Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream, which I would have probably checked out later had she not said that. I because I I'm a fan of Alistair Black. I prior to watching Takeover, I was not big on Velveteen Dream. I didn't get the guy. I don't you know didn't like the guy. And uh, but the storyline going into this was Velveteen Dream was trying to get Alistair Black's attention and trying to get Alistair Black to say his name. Which Why? Alistair Black, his outlook was, I'm not going to give attention to somebody who's begging for it just because they're being childish and, and asking for attention. They don't deserve my attention. Um, 
And that actually translated into the match. Velveteen Dream had the Rick Rude-inspired tights with the, uh, you know, Alistair Black on one side, Velveteen Dream on the other side, and it says, Say My Name right across. Um, and I, I thought they really told that story because they went back to some of the things that you would see in the video package prior to the match where Dream's got uh, Black tied up in the ropes and like, Say My Name, Say My, you know. And, you know, you get through the whole match and, and Alistair Black winds up winning. It was a it was a solid, solid match from both guys. I think it told the story pretty well. And you end with Alistair Black getting the win, but being so impressed that he gives Velveteen Dream what he wants and says his and, and acknowledges him and says his name. It so. was just one of those matches where the guy who lost didn't really lose at all. Right. And one thing that really stood out for me, I got so burned out on crowd chanting of all kinds. That's part of why I stepped away from this version of the product for so long. Sure. For that match, though... It really worked out well that you had the audience chanting, say his name, and Dream would acknowledge that, and he just kept shouting, they know my name, you say my name, and yeah. it worked so well as part of the story, I was like, okay, that was cool. I think that's one of the things, if you tuned in, if, if you went to war, if you went to take over war games, and you knew nothing about what was going on, you know you could kind of gather the story without even seeing that video package because, you know, the crowd was, you know, chanting his name and chanting, say his name. And, you know, he, he's acknowledging, Hey, they know my name. You know? <laughs> um, but I, I, I thought they told a, a very good story in that match. And I think they sold it very well. I, I picked up on that part of it, obviously, but I just didn't care. Because sure. I didn't know why him saying his name really mattered, other than if it was just like he knows who he is. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I'm not over that match. I guess you know my big problem though is is the character of Velveteen Dream. I was like, I look at that and I'm like, oh shit. Well, I mean, it works here, and you know what's gonna happen if he gets called up. He's just oh yeah, be yeah, Tyler Breeze. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> And if that's, nothing else, that's the disappointment because, yeah, the guy's a fucking really good wrestler. I mean, at least from what I've seen, it was great, great wrestler. They got to get rid of that fucking character, though, because I, it's just going to kill his career, man. I, I got no and, confidence and you're not wrong. In, in you're not wrong. Raw and SmackDown, man. And that, I think that's what soured me on it mostly. It was like, wow, he's getting a big push and he's got this shit character that Vince is going to just ruin. So, yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely not wrong. Because, um, I mean, I'm still bitter about Tyler Breeze because that guy used to do the same <laughs> shit in NXT. It was great. Yeah. It was like, fuck yeah. And then, I mean, man. and like I said, like I said uh, prior to the show, I was not a fan of the guy going into this match. But now that I've seen him actually, you know, have a really competitive match with Aleister Black, it's kind of like, okay, let me let me maybe go back and see what else this guy's done. Yeah. I'm not. I don't know, man. I like the character. I just I don't like the fact that I know what's going to happen to it. Yeah. I, well, I mean, enjoy it you while know? you got it. <laughs> is 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 the lesson to learn here? Enjoy it while you have it because it will be gone if it goes to the main roster. <laughs> well, it's what it is. I mean, what can you do? I I have a different sense of humor than what they like on that show. Sure. On Raw and SmackDown generally. Sure. Not always. I mean, there's a few that slip through. 
but not often. So the match that had to follow that was the fatal four-way for the oh, yeah, NXT yeah. women's title, Ember Moon, Kyrie Zane, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce. Uh, which, uh, how about that double stunner, that double uh, eclipse off the top rope there? I thought that, that was a... Was so cool. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool finish. What about that thud when uh, when Nikki Cross took that power bomb on the outside? Oh yeah, that was, well. That was cringe-inducing. I have a big soft spot for Nikki Cross now. I had seen her in some non WWE stuff, so I kind of knew who she was, and I'm learning how, the whole sanity thing. I I like sanity a lot. And I did not expect to, because well, this will be more later. But you know, <laughs> the, the last thing that I remembered was, oh shit, they hired Eric Young. What? It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like okay, and then Sanity does their thing, and I I would not have even thought it was the same person. And yeah. as as a group, they have gelled so nicely and they they just they've got it whatever you know it is and uh, Nikki Cross I really liked out of that field partly because and again you know when you look at this as a female it's a little bit different but I love that out of the four of them Nikki Cross is the one who really looks like she's going to fuck you up. You are not going to see her on a bikini shoot, but you may see her in a darkened alley taking your wallet. I mean, <laughs> she looks like she could hurt you. Sure. And you know, when I was watching the exchanges between her and Peyton Royce, and apparently everyone who isn't me just loves Peyton Royce. I don't know if it's the you know quasi-lesbian angle that she's got going on with Billy Kay, but... <laughs> I'm watching Nikki Cross and Peyton Royce, and I'm just thinking, no way does Peyton Royce have the mass to hurt Nikki Cross. You don't have the upper body power to have any strength in that punch. I don't believe you. <laughs> but when Nikki Cross throws something, you're like, oh, that's going to hurt. So it's not so much a slam on Peyton Royce, it's just that that's the kind of stuff that stands out to me when I watch a women's match. It's well, like back several years ago when Angelina Jolie starred in that movie Salt and everybody's going, oh, yeah, I believe she's going to kick somebody's ass. She's, you know, an 80-pound twig. And <laughs> this is a lot like that. I'm looking at you know, how these women are physically going after each other and there's stuff I just do not buy. And that was... One of them, like, I believe that Nikki Cross will snap Peyton Royce in half. I do not believe <laughs> that there's enough power in Peyton Royce to do the same. She would have to resort to some other technique. So I might be in the minority that I just did not want Peyton Royce to win because she was the one that it didn't seem as physically believable as the other one. I don't dislike Peyton Royce. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm actually a fan. But uh, for for this match, she was definitely the the least uh, likely to come out with the title. <laughs> I, I saw both those Australian chicks as the same. I don't even care about them. They're just not interesting to me. Yeah, 
We got some static on your NG. Yeah. Little robots? Little robot G. Robo G coming back. Throwback. Old, it's not robot. It's Ultron G. Come on, <laughs> get it right. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I, I actually had already known that Ember Moon was going to win by the time I tuned into the match. Uh, because it, it uh, I saw it on Facebook or Twitter or something. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't going out of my way to avoid spoilers. Uh, I didn't know when I was going to get a chance to watch. So it was like, okay, if I know something that happened, then I can maybe talk about something that happened. And I got home, you know, just in time to be able to watch the show. Um, but uh, I thought it was a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid match. It had a tough act to follow in Aleister Black Velveteen Dream. Um, but, you know... It's TakeOver, and that's been the recurring theme of TakeOver is follow that. And yeah, okay. And following that... <laughs> I uh, didn't know what match you were on because I... We were, still on the women's, there. we were still on the women's match there. Following the women's match, Andrade Cien Almas wins the NXT title, defeats All Drew right. McIntyre. <laughs> I although I I didn't have the interest in this uh in this match that you did draw I uh uh I just remember Andrade Cien Almas as the uh babyface guy that uh came in and uh, was doing the uh I'm 100 and you're 10 and I'm going to win because 100 is more than 10 against Ty Dillinger uh so I hadn't yeah. seen I haven't seen like I've seen a little bit of his heel run with Zelina Vega and I haven't uh you know, like I said, well, going into this, I didn't even know he was the number one contender. So, well, it's it's a comparatively development because you know he had been on the losing streak before they decided to put Selena Vega with him, but you know, they they brought him in all wrong. You, know, you don't bring in somebody who has made such a stellar international career for himself as a heel as this totally generic baby face who, you know, does the, you know, hundred better than ten thing. <laughs> and you know, ever since we got here, I've been thinking about La Sombra matches. I've been thinking about the guy who beat Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship in New Japan at one point. And that's the guy that I thought, okay, I know they're not going to really let him be that, that guy, but there's got to be pieces of that guy that he gets to see. And yeah, a while we didn't. So, you know, we, we've been seeing more and more of that. I didn't think he was going to win. I wanted him to, but it just didn't seem like it was going to happen. And then it did, and... I, it was one of those moments where you sit there for just that moment in absolute silence trying to process what you saw. Like, hey, wait a minute, what? But not in a bad way. And I have read since then that while the initial plan was for Adam Cole to go after Drew McIntyre for the title when they decided to do the War Games match, they really wanted Adam Cole in that match, so they put Almas in the title match against McIntyre, and it hasn't been said straight out, 
but I don't think that the only reason he won is because of Drew's injury. A lot of people are saying that, but nobody has reported on that at all. And I don't know that that's even the case because there are so many things that they could do with him as the champion. Because even if Drew has to be out for a while with surgery, there's pretty much no question that he's going back to the main roster as soon as possible. I mean, they've kind of made it obvious that you know, now they're, they're, they're good with him. You know, Drew McIntyre doesn't need to stay in NXT for very long. Right. And there's so much more on the table with Almas as champion. And one rumor that I heard a while ago that could conceivably play out now that he's won this, there was talk that because uh, some people just don't know their history, and I know it's kind of judgmental for me to say so, but there were so many people all over different sites and social media who were just shitting all over almost going, oh, well, WWE is just trying to rip off LIJ, and I'm like, do you know who started Los Ingobernables in Mexico in the first place? That guy right there. (laughs) People are just accusing him of being this total ripoff, and oh, well, of course, WWE is trying to make NXT look cool by, you know, ripping off what Naito's doing, and I'm like, first of all, you clearly have only seen GIFs. Secondly, (laughs) you know, the, the original gangsta of all that is ingobernable is La Sombra. I mean, yeah, it doesn't take very long to look that up. And yeah, there were even some people who were like, yeah, dude, Almas is La Sombra. Shit, really? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to sound like I'm just shitting all over recent fans, but that's just stupid, and it doesn't take a lot to look that up. Um, but there was talk a while ago that he was going to start a third Los Ingobernables faction in the United States, because there's the one in CMLL that's basically run by Rush now, and they have this whole recruitment storyline going on. And I thought it had kind of died off. It really hadn't. So the one in Mexico is pretty set doing its own thing. The Japanese version is basically the most popular thing on Earth. And then one in the U.S., it totally makes sense that they would have him do that. But then he would need a reason to do that. Why would that happen? Well, if he's the champion, and Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era come after him, he's going to need backup. It's a perfect situation for him to start a new faction to help him keep the title from Adam Cole. So if that rumor from a couple of months ago is in any way true, this would certainly be a good setup to put that into action. Sure. Not just because I would love to see it, but it totally makes sense for that to be a thing. I could see that. Um, yeah, I barely paid any attention to this match. It went 14 minutes, 52 seconds, uh, with almost winning the match with uh, a little help from Zelina Vega. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, the second half of it was really, really fun. Some of the 
some of the reversals and some of the kickouts too. I mean, when McIntyre hit him with the future shock DDT, I thought it was over. I mean, everybody thought it was over. Almost fucking kicked out of that. You don't see people kicking out of that. It may not be Drew's main finisher anymore. I think the Claymore throw kick kind of thing is his big finisher now, I guess. But, I mean, it just looked brutal. And, you know, once things really got going, you can see how smart of a wrestler almost really is. You know, he's it's that crafty heel thing at work you know there was a point where he uh he slides out mcintyre's got him up on the rope and i think he was just gonna superplex him off he manages to slide down and he just yanks mcintyre by the ankles off the rope and the way that he bounced you're just like oh that looks painful so you know if it started a little slow the second half of it definitely picks up Sure, I'll give you that. All right, and after that, we got the uh, main event of the evening, the of the match the show was named after, War Games, Undisputed Era, uh, defeated the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong and Sanity. And I think all three members of Sanity at one point uh, were bleeding. <laughs> oh, God, Alexander Wolf's head. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was so not good. No. I, I, I read that he got, you know, standing ovations and cheers when he eventually walked out and they kept the camera off of him on purpose, but uh the whole back of his head was busted open. It was very bad. <sighs> I was impressed with Killian Dane. That big dude <laughs> that that is one agile fucking big dude. Did a coast to coast at one point. That was out of nowhere. He climbs up on the ropes. Adam Cole is on the top of the cage. And Killian Dane goes, watch, I'm going to get him. And then just, like, jumps from the top turnbuckle across the ring and hits uh, whoever was in the corner there with the garbage can in front of his face. Did the Shane McMahon coast to coast. Like, holy shit. Did that just fucking happen? <laughs> and, oh, when when he locked the cage door, oh. I honestly really liked the rule that if you escape the cage, you forfeit the match for your team. Right. That was just, story-wise, you could do so much with that. I really like that as a rule. But when Killian Dane wrapped the chain around the door and locked it and swallowed the key. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that rule as well because it's you know you're taking the roof off of war games, which is sacrilege for some people. Because that's not war games. But yeah, Triple H's Triple H's explanation going into the into the event was we took the roof off because it's a different era. You weren't going to see Arn Anderson doing moonsaults off the top of the cage. So if we take the roof off, it gives them more things they can work with. So to add that rule back, to add that rule where, okay, if you get out of the cage, you're out of the match. I thought that was, uh, you know, a, a, a pretty nice compromise in my view anyway. I don't have the, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't have the uh, need to uh, 
have war games be exactly like it was back in WCW in 1987 or what the fuck ever, you know, like. So many of the people complaining were not even alive when the original war games happened. It's like, how is this a personal affront to you? Right. Really? I realistically, I, I think the match was really well done. I thought the, the way that they did it, uh, where they were, would release an entire team into the match instead of just one guy at a time. Uh, I thought that was, uh, I thought that worked for what we had. Uh, I, I think all nine guys did really well with it and, and uh, put on a, a, a really surprisingly good match. A lot of fun spots I... and go ahead. Oh, um, just that part of it was in the video that they showed before the match, and part of it was in the match itself. One thing I really enjoyed that they should pay more attention to in the future is the role that each of the three teams played in this giant mess of a war games match and i don't mean that in a bad way because i really did enjoy it but like when william regal announced it the other two teams are completely flipping out and sanity's like yeah war games match and <laughs> that's totally what should happen you know Sanity's the team that should like that it should totally freak the shit out of everybody else and then when they're actually fighting you know yes the authors of pain are these, you know, incredibly impressive physical specimens, but they're still dependent on Paul Ellering for a certain amount of guidance, and their third man is not their normal, you know, they don't normally have a third man, so the team dynamic is going to be different than these other two that are complete factions all the time. And, you know, Adam Cole and... Uh, Oh, the ROH guys, I can't ever remember the name of their faction. What the, are they called? The Undisputed Era. Okay. I knew it was something with an un in it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the Undisputed Era, they are the best wrestlers of the lot. They are super arrogant about what they can do, and their plans usually work, but when they don't, you can see the, oh shit, now what? And that's what should happen in that kind of environment. So as far as the role that each team played, they did a great job with that. And I would like to see more attention paid to that sort of thing on other WWE shows because that doesn't normally happen. Sure. And I think you know, when I said I was pleasantly surprised, that's because... So much of what we usually watch is kind of shit in comparison. And the idea that, hey, they remembered that, kind of a big deal. There's a spot in this match where uh, Killian Dane gets two guys and he does a, a fireman's carry and a Samoan drop at the same time. Meanwhile, in the other ring, the camera is not picking up that one of the authors of Pain is doing the exact same thing. So that was kind of a production botch, I think. <laughs> well, the camera work was terrible. They cut sure. away at 
critical moments and there's too many cutaways anyway. But, there's a, there's yeah. one there's one part of the match where Killian Dane is coming from one ring to another and they're just like he walks right into the camera. <laughs> and they don't cut to a different camera, they just keep it right on his shoulder as he's going into the next ring. Yeah, but the but the main miss for me was like Okay, Killian Dane just did this really cool thing, but so did one of the authors of Pain in the other ring. And, like, you just get it at the last second. Like, holy shit, did he just do the, the same exact thing? And, you know, you have to rely on uh, on commentary to tell you, hey, I think one of the authors of Pain just did the exact same thing. <laughs> like, it would have been a cool moment had they caught it. And they did that all through the show. Like, there was a point in the McIntyre Almas match where McIntyre was just completely getting the better of Almas. Almas hauled off and slapped him, and it was hard. The camera cut away right before he did that. So you saw the lead up and you saw the reaction, but you didn't see what he did. And you're like, okay, wait, did he eye gouge him? Yeah, right. <laughs> you're just like, what happened? And you know, I'm watching this going. I taught high school students who could shoot this show better than you. <laughs> this is not okay. Yeah, I just, but I mean, that was a pretty, I, I think that was, you're right. <laughs> I, I don't, I, there's no excuse for some of the, some of the, like, okay, yeah, that that's cool. You got him catching those two guys and doing this move, but does nobody realize that it's also happening in the other ring? And, and that we need, and, and to be fair, this is the first time that this crew has pr likely shot war games. Well, so so I can give them that for war game. It may not have been great, but there's no excuse for it being as bad as it was. I mean, this is why you basically don't sleep on a shoot like that. You know, you get everything set up and you have dry runs with certain people and, you know, <laughs> Sure. It may not have been perfect, but they really have no excuse for it being that bad. Uh, I will agree. I thought some of the camera work last night was just really sloppy. And, uh, I mean, you know, hey, whatever, work the bugs out before you eventually move this to the main roster and let those guys actually have a War Games match of sorts. Which will probably never happen. Vince McMahon doesn't want it. <laughs> Can't sell ringside seats. Uh, well, I mean, you, you're, you're taking away a, a, a chunk of seating. Is the main reason uh, why WWE's never done a War Games uh, or a multiple ring match before. Um, which, you know, I think you make up for that by selling more front row seats at a higher cost. I don't know. I don't run a wrestling company. I mean, other than bored wrestling fan, but you know. <laughs> I thought the show overall was really good. Uh, you know, camera work aside, I thought uh, there were, you know, all the matches really delivered. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't really speak for the Lars Sullivan Cassius Ono match. I wasn't paying attention. I tuned in late. Uh, the CN Almas uh, Drew McIntyre title match. I half paid attention to, I caught the win. Uh, hey, that's cool. Let's see where they go with it. Um, but the matches that I did pay attention to, Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, Ember Moon uh, in the women's title match, and the uh, 
War Games match. I thought all were well done. Uh, again, camera work aside, and I was really impressed with the members of Sanity in that match last night. Yeah, it was okay. I'm not going to blame the cameraman. I'm going to blame the person who's actually responsible for those shots. It's the switch director who decides which camera to cut to. Right. So the cameramen are cool by me. They did their job. They stood and filmed things. The switch director is the one who fucked it up, though. So he shouldn't hate on the camera. You directors. are correct. That's I know. Fair. I, am. I used to work in television. <laughs> you are correct. Um, I, I mean, and the other side of it is this is developmental for everybody. So sure. it's developmental for the people doing that. And I don't get mad too much about that. Um, but I do understand why it's frustrating if you're paying money to see it. So um, you're not wrong to be upset with the production value, but let's aim our bullets at the right person here. Absolutely. And that's Vince McMahon, because we have to always blame him. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, yeah. The Switch director, though, I'm sure is pretty new at it. And you're right. I mean, first War Games, maybe the last. I don't know. I wasn't that impressed with the, the fucking gimmick. Um, I never really was a big fan of War Games to begin with, but... That's because the anticlimactic nature of the beginning of the match. But King of the Mountain reverse type of shit. Right. Um, I mean, maybe they could improve that if they decided to bring it back. I, I just don't, didn't like that part of it at all. Um, the, but you, all the spots you guys talked about, because I didn't interject, mostly because I had my mic on mute while I was emptying my dishwasher listening. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was good action. Like I said before, I thought... All the wrestling I did actually actually watch was good. I just wasn't invested. Uh, four out of ten, Calgary. <laughs> no, it was good. It was yeah. alright. All right. No, no regrets watching it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's hit up a break song, and we'll come back, and we will talk about. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll we'll get into Survivor Series tonight, and uh, we'll go from there. And, no. You know, Oh, sorry. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is a band out of, uh, it was supposed to be Coaster's Break Song, and nobody else wanted it, uh, so I took Well, we could have done ACDC, but you know, I didn't want to, like, Debbie down it. I didn't even consider ACDC, honestly. <laughs> well, but it didn't cross my, my mind. Head, but I, yeah. I, that was in my head, but I, I didn't, I, I, I was, I'm sorry. JT Rest in peace, Malcolm he Young. Did, he, he didn't want to, he didn't want to go to the computer and load up the computer and find an ACDC song, even though I listened to Rock and Roll Damnation this morning. So, <laughs> yeah, Rest in peace, Malcolm Young. But I did not pick ACDC. I went with uh, a band out of Syracuse, New York. Hey, I know that place. Uh, and this is a band called Breaking Solace. This is from their latest album called The Stand. This song's I called... I heard these guys. This song is called Descend. And uh, JT, you have four minutes and 37 seconds. So, you know. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Here it is, breaking solace, board wrestling fan. <laughs>
It's Breaking Solace out of Syracuse, New York. Song called Descend. Yeah. I've got yeah. no ads to read this week. How about that? We're, we're done with all the ads. <laughs> We've run through them all. So we'll talk about Survivor Series. We'll run down this card real quick and uh, get an idea of uh, what we think here. Uh, start off WWE Cruiserweight Championship. There is one title on the line tonight. One. And it's on the kickoff show. And that's Enzo Amore defending against Kalisto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's pretty much it's my funny uh, like i'm more interested in, in the pay-per-view than i was last week when we talked but not about that match sure uh, i'm with you on that i don't see that being uh anything to write home about um no it's just enzo winning yeah probably uh, they so I mean, clearly have no idea what to do with this entire division it's just a thing that after they had the tournament they just have no idea, and nobody's benefiting right now. It's just basically um, like, hey, you're in the doghouse. We're going to punish you by making you cruiserweight champion. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's what I was saying the first week they did it, and it yeah. looks like it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I don't get mad about stuff I can't change. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's a lie, but... Yeah, well... <laughs> Oh well, what are you gonna do? There's nothing. Just it's on the kickoff I know what show. I'm, do. I'm not gonna watch the show. I'll say it's on the kickoff show. You don't have. You're, you're probably gonna skip it anyway. I know I am. Yeah. Be, well, I'll be skipping a lot of this because I'm still doing what I normally do on Sunday. But sure, there are some matches I'll probably try to go back and watch. In theory. All right. I still be chatting with me. Yeah, 75 <laughs> minute long episode tonight. So. Oh fuck, man. Hopefully yeah. it's uh, hopefully there's not a two and a half hour long um talking dead after that, hopefully. I'm sure. <laughs> uh the new day take on the shield. So I don't think well, this is was... want to make a lot of money bet on the new day winning. Regardless, uh, I think that'll be a fun match. Yeah, I I don't think this was the uh the end goal for the shield reunion, but hey, whatever. This is where we ended up. They they still needed to do the shield. Uh, with Roman being out for so long, so yeah. The well, the, the card obviously reeks of last minute decisions. Some in their hands, some out. But right, and there's there's a lot of rumors about some of the title changes we saw this week. Like uh, this one though, this was Roman being injured. So, okay. or was it drug? I can't remember. Was it wellness or no? He had he had he the, was he, he had was the sick. Plague or, he was sick. Right? Yeah, he had the plague basically. Um, right. Okay. So, uh, which, hey, why not do the three the three man teams from both shows against each other? I think that's, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, so it was either you put the belts, you put the SmackDown belts back on the New Day, or you take the Raw belts off of the Shield. So, right. And the problem being what happened last pay per view with with him being out, and then moving forward, we have. The December throwaway pay-per-view, or is two of them, whatever there is. And then you have the Royal Rumble, which have to expect Roman Reigns is in. You'd or imagine. At least the idea is he'll be in it, right? Because right. we, we know the end game plan for WrestleMania, of course, is him and Lesnar. So. Right. And again, in theory, Vince McMahon. Right. So uh, then we've got, we've got the bar versus the Usos. 
So yeah. that's that's the result of the Ooh. Shield losing the tag titles as we've got Sheamus and Cesaro taking on the Usos. Uh, the Usos seem to be kind of uh, playing that face role on SmackDown this week. I saw them uh, doing the whole uh, Oos thing with the crowd. Oh, okay. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I saw I saw bits and pieces of on SmackDown. I I, I watched totally missed a lot of it. So I essentially watched both uh, via YouTube highlights. Somebody got a message. No, oh, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um. No, not yet. It'll happen. Here's another one that changed. It's Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. Charlotte winning the women's title on SmackDown against Natalia uh, just the other night. On uh, on SmackDown Live. Hmm. That silence right. pretty much sums up uh, how everybody feels about this match going in. Yeah, well, what match uh, is it again? Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, <laughs> I love Alexa Bliss, and I really have no use for Charlotte at all. I know pretty much... The majority of what I see, people just worship her, but I just don't care. But now that she has a title, she's not losing it. She uh... Well, it's not a title match, though. Right. Well, not until maybe the cash in at the end of the off sure, right. Carmella thing. Right, right. Yeah, Carmella never cashed in, did she? No. No. And now she's got nobody watching her briefcase for her. Got to get cashed and you know, no one, no one's gonna hold it at ringside. Yeah. The, the the rumor is that they gave Charlotte the belt because of the success of the ESPN 30 for 30 special. I don't know if that's true. That seems yeah. like some a story they've been building to for a while now. Now it's possible they hot shotted it because of the success you, of the fight. You also got to figure this has been a this up until like the past two weeks has been a heel heavy show. Because yeah. you had you had Brock, who's supposed to be a heel, taking on Jinder Mahal, who's a heel, and you had Alexa Bliss, who's a heel. She was going to take on Natalia, who's a heel, and you got Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Usos, who are heels. So this is a heel-heavy show. So to, so this is maybe a way to uh, just say, okay, wait, no, we need to balance this out and have heel versus face matches, and and that goes on to the next match because the oh, next. Oh wait, wait. Hold on, though, because that last one still has that interesting element of, of the Flair things. Flair came back, didn't he? He he did. He showed up on SmackDown. I somehow missed all of this because I, I heard it was like a pretty big part of the show. And she first appearance uh, since she, he was injured. Yeah, Charlotte cut a promo. Or whatever. Charlotte won the title, cut a promo, said, "I know my dad's at home watching SmackDown. He couldn't be here, uh, and I, you know, and I know I'm gonna get a text yeah, when I get back through out. the curtain." And then as she's walking towards the back, Ric Flair's music hits, and she and he comes out and surprises her. Uh, so that that kind of goes back to something we talked about a month ago or about Carmella cashing in with Ric there at ringside. Uh, that, that's kind of with, if you see it, that, if Ric's at ringside, I expect to cash in. Okay. going to throw that out there, because that's the way to do it. That's the heel way to do it, right? Right. Disappoint daddy and all that. <laughs> medical stuff and it's like real life drama that can easily be played off of yeah so here's <laughs> here's a match that didn't change and and is still the still is still the original announced match uh and is still heel versus heel it is the Miz uh the Intercontinental Champion versus United States Champion Baron Corbin <sighs> yeah <laughs> 
Anybody not rooting for The Miz? <laughs> well, I'm not even sure how you can consider The Miz a heel anymore because there's pretty much nothing he says that isn't true. And he, he's just so much better than most of the people he's been dealing with lately that kind of have to get behind him. Yeah, and plus it's Baron Corbin, so. How did we get to a point where we can talk about The Miz being the best person in WWE? Because he's just been there for 10 years, and yeah. We, we, we went from this point, like, nobody liked The Miz back 10 years ago, and now it's like, why is The Miz only the Intercontinental Champion? <laughs> you know, like... And he's, well, you know, he's already he's already been to the top, and he's already been WWE champion, and he beat John, he beat your favorite wrestler, Joe <laughs> WrestleMania, you know. So he doesn't need to be the champion, <laughs> Lady Laura yeah, he Moore. Doesn't. He really doesn't need to be the champion at all. Actually, he does a good job at like his mic work and his in ring work's a lot better than it once was. So absolutely, and he's <laughs> over. So like. That they don't have to put a prop on the guy. It's not like they're forcing anything with him. He's, it's like you said. How did we get here? Well, it's been organic because he's been doing a good job, and we'll be recognizing it. I think. Exactly. That was my point. We yeah. we went from like this guy's nobody and he sucks, and now we're like this guy's this guy is gold. <laughs> yeah. And and and. Well. and I don't know. Well, not, maybe not gold. <laughs> I, I say it's solid silver. I sure. say he's a second place champion. I think that's that's his peak. Okay. I, I think if they did try to make him the world champion, it would be like near the end of his career, maybe. But I, I don't know if that would actually be gold. It depends, I guess, who his opponent is, of course. But right. An opponent like this, though, this is still as much as I have enjoyed him. I don't have any, and and I won't watch this match. And I don't blame Even you. if it's on in the pre-show or the part before The Walking Dead, I'll just walk away. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't Baron Corbin ruins everything. I don't blame you because Baron Corbin, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, Survivor Series elimination match. Alicia Fox captains Team Raw with Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, Asuka, and Bayley versus the SmackDown team captained by Becky Lynch, Carmella, Tamina Snuka, Naomi, and uh, it says to be announced in the notes they have uh, yeah, yeah, they've announced Natalia. Yeah. Sorry, Paige. Yeah. Oh well. The funny thing is, they they build it as they would announce it later, so they had the opportunity to make it a surprise on the pay per view, and it will be for some people. But is it going to be that big of a surprise, really? Mm. No. And the article I was reading was basically indicating like this is the best way for them to announce Natalia is to announce it before the show. Because if you just say, here's our surprise partner, and it's Natalia, who the fuck cares? Yeah, yeah. well, so there's a couple cats that do, but... Yeah, sure. <laughs> She's a good wrestler and everything like that, but it's exactly that. It's just completely like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yay, surprise! I can't see Team Raw losing, because for Team Raw to lose, that means Asuka has to lose. And I know the, they can still say... Well, Asuka's never lost in a singles match, but you can't pin or make Asuka submit. The only way that she's losing is if she's disqualified or counted out. Mm. And I, I, I don't, don't see that happening. Them. I don't see that happening. That would be the right thing to do, so it won't happen. Right. Just putting her in this match in itself was a problem. Sure. 
I hope you're right, but I don't have a lot of confidence. It is WWE. You are justified in not having confidence. Yeah, there is, then there really isn't any story to this match at all, actually. At least what I've seen, is there? Other than that they just pick people and then now they're fighting. There's not much story to any of these matches other than like the New no. Day and the Shield. Uh, Miz and Baron Corbin kind of went back and forth on uh, on Twitter. The, men, the men's uh, Survivor Series match, though, that has a lot of potential stories. Sure. But the women's, did, is there anything? Is there any feud that could carry into an interference or anything? I can't think of a single one. No, this whole thing is uh, is just like, we wear red t-shirts and we need to beat up the people wearing blue t-shirts. Yeah. Which, you know, that kind of ties into the point that several people have made that it would be a lot nicer if there were some kind of stake involved in who won this, like, other than we need to beat up the people who wear a color different from us. You know, yeah. like, what happens if you win this and what, you know, how you win it should matter. Like, you know, are you getting down to one person? I'm not going to lie. It would be pretty great if you, know, you have Asuka as the last person on her team and she destroys the entire other team. I would not be unhappy watching that, but okay, that happens. What does any of it mean? And this goes for the men's match as well. You know, why would people even do this? And <laughs> if they had something you got other than, oh well, we hate that that group of people, then it would make a lot more sense. I think this is yeah. this, this just takes it back to 1987 where. Okay, now we have teams of guys who are fighting each other. Yeah, because exactly pay per view. Right. Because because we don't together. want we don't want you to order Starcade, so order us instead. Hulk Hogan's on a team, <laughs> you know, like that, that's that that was basically 1987. But uh, now it's just they're they're really promoting this. It's the one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown come together, except for the draft right. and the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, SummerSlam. Don't forget SummerSlam. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. But it, it's 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 the one time a year where American they Bash fight and, each other. Um, Taboo Tuesday <laughs> in ECW One Night Stand and um, December to Dismember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Don't forget uh, the host shows. Yeah. Yeah. Starcade. Yeah. I'll find a way. It'll happen. Yeah. All right, that's, uh, that's but, the, actually the other place they could they could do the cash in too. I forgot about that one. That would oh. be my secondary pick if they're gonna do it. Do it a staircase and but, look what you missed. You should have gone to our random ha 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 oh show. That I was gonna say it's not it's that's not gonna be on the network or anything. So the only thing would be like, you know, they'd have to talk about it Tuesday. Like, hey, look what happened at Starcade. Of course, it's free advertising. Sure, for their for their house shows. So yeah, that's the other one that could happen there. Uh, All right. And the, any other matches we missed other than the men? Well, the, the Survivor Series men's elimination match. Now, this is uh, basically Kurt Angle's job is on the line in this match. So there is something to it. Was that officially it. a clause now? She basically said if they don't, if if Raw doesn't yeah. decimate SmackDown, Kurt Angle's fired. Is, uh, are they actually listing it as like something on the website that you're at or no? I don't think so. No. 
And uh, I mean, but, uh, you know, we'll, uh, and of course, you know, that could change because it's not an official stipulation or whatever. You know, like yeah, Shane, asking. It's when it is, like, like Shane, like Shane McMahon winning the uh, or losing the Hell in a Cell match, and then still, you know, running Raw for the next two weeks when he was supposed to not, you know, he was he was gone from Raw if he lost the Hell in a Cell match against the Undertaker, right? So, you know, yeah, like the brand extension and exclusive and all that. Yeah, I know, right. obviously, it's uh, WWE. Whatever works for the story, sure. Uh, if they so, have them. so this that's, match, that's, yeah. Uh, this match. Hey, this is Vinnie Mac here. We do what we want. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Kurt Angle captains a team with Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and Triple H against Shane McMahon's team of Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode, and John Cena. Yay. Oh, actually, uh, that could be a fun match. The outcome's going to be controversial regardless, but I think I think we can... Pretty much bank on shenanigans involvement, possibly on both ends. I'd imagine. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are obvious favorites to interfere <laughs> uh, against Team SmackDown. Unless they want to make no sense. So possibly against Team Raw. There could be sense to them attack uh, to them helping Team SmackDown. Like, see, you guys if don't... want to try to spin it, but... Yeah. Do you expect them to be faces? The next night, or the rest of the guys involved in that match, including Shane, to turn heel. No, that would be the only way to make sense out of it. Owens and Zayn are heels, and they would be like, "Yeah, you didn't want us. Look what we fucking did. Now fuck you." <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's kind of weak. Not right, we helped you, but we're still bad guys. That's not good. No, they they help them win, and then it's <laughs> like you have to give us what you have to get like. You wouldn't have won without us. Give me a title match or some shit. You know, I don't know. Yeah, then none of it, none of that's established going in. So again, awful. I hate that outcome. Sorry, okay. I don't hate you. You're a good guy. No. <laughs> I, 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 I hate your outcome. Though, I'm just saying though, it doesn't it. have to be. You know, they don't have to be against Team SmackDown. They have to they maybe storyline they do though. But they they can see this as an opportunity, like. Uh, which is which is kind of the outcome that I just presented, where they're like, "Hey, okay, we just helped you. You wouldn't have won without I us." It. I just say yeah. it makes no sense because of the story. Okay, sure. I, I totally understand what you're saying. They could tell us that story, to but they're trying to be. But I'm saying they could be manipulative, manipulative heels by helping Team SmackDown. But I get where you're saying that you don't yeah. see the sense in that, and I understand. So because there's no storyline established whatsoever that would make that justifiable watching it. Sure. And that that's a huge fucking problem with storytelling if that's what they're supposed to be doing. But aren't you trying to get people to tune in Tuesday? Why the fuck did Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens help Team SmackDown to find out Tuesday night on SmackDown Live? Yeah, I might skip it then. <laughs> I don't know. I that's a zero outcome. I don't like that at all. Okay. Fair enough. That's but that's true. It's damn true. That's why I'm they not on the booking committee. They, they might not even show up. Like, there's been lots of events where we expect interference where we don't get it. Sure. That's the other possibility, right? Yeah. What, what's worse? Your, your proposed storyline or the one where they don't show up at all? I For storytelling purposes. I'm just saying, with what's been established, I'm not, again, not hating on you. I, huh? no, I don't, that better not happen. So what about the Raw side? What do you think is going to happen there? 
you think the Kurt Angle storyline, Jason Jordan interferes. That's the other obvious interference. Sure. Again, story time totally established. You could uh, you could always do like Triple H costs his own team the match so that he can try to usurp Kurt Angle's job with the whole Stephanie McMahon threatening Kurt Angle's job if they lose. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't make any sense though, because the whole Kurt point because the whole Kurt point. Oh, what would make sense is Kurt Angle fucking laying into Triple H, setting up a WrestleMania match, and playing off the fact that Triple H just murdered Jason Jordan on Raw. True. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, we could sit here in armchair book all day, but we're going to... Uh, you know, I don't know. That's just, that's the story I've seen. I don't watch a lot of Raw anymore, so I saw the main storyline, and that, that sure. is the main storyline. So, again, it doesn't have to happen, but that's of the two inter- any other interferences I can't think of anything I've seen that would be logical unless it's like a debut debut type of deal right and you have like uh, Triple H's team be like the new guys with NXT thing I don't expect that to get a bit with Rusev because Rusev was supposed to have a match to get onto Team Smackdown actually oh, he did okay. he had the no he had the match with Randy Orton but he was prepared for AJ Styles right so okay. So Rusev has some sort of beef with uh, Team SmackDown, you would imagine. I don't know. Is there any more people have beef with Team SmackDown? That's three. <laughs> what if like a whole team of five invaded for SmackDown's? <laughs> be interesting. Oh, I don't know. That would be was, funny. Yeah. Was it? I mean, I guess we'll find out. What happened to those fucking uh, revival guys? What brand are they on? I. Th- think they're on Raw. I okay. think. I don't I know. they had an injury problem, at least with one of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where they've been, is one of them was injured. I don't know. Would... Like, they hadn't crossed my mind in a while. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That could be something. I don't know why, but it could be something. And then, of course, we've got the main event of Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. Or at least that's the top of my card. I don't know if that's the main event because there's a lot more uh, revolving around the elimination match than this particular match. Uh, But uh, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles. And we were, you know, we were prepared for a whole different match. I want it to be good. I want it to be good as well. I don't know. What <laughs> I, I don't. I don't, I don't know, know what, what to expect. Yeah, I, I don't know what we're gonna get if we're gonna get like a twelve-minute Brock Lesnar match where he like gives back fifty-fifty the whole way, or we're gonna get a squash. But I don't think we're getting anything in between. <laughs> I, uh, those are the I only th- two outcomes I can fathom, and I really don't know what to expect because I would think. I would think. WWE would want to make AJ Styles look halfway decent against Brock yeah. Lesnar, being yeah, that he is that. the WWE champion. Yeah. I would think, I would hope, but I it's WWE. Yeah. Yeah. That is it. That's exactly it. Well, the internet will be a lot more fun if it's a squash. Sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't want that either. I, 
that's a mat. That's the that's actually the match I'm most interested in because of how they play it. It could take me 20 seconds to watch it. It could take me 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, 12. I agree. <laughs> what else can you say, right? No, I, mean, I, I to, agree. You're absolutely right. They have good potential for a few matches to tell some great stories. You know, do we look at Asuka or we look at potential storylines coming out of the men's match and this? And those those three matches are the ones that like stand out to me. The rest of it, eh. If I see it, I do. If I don't, eh. <laughs> your take or you got anyone else like is there any match you're looking forward to more that is it one of those three and why no <laughs> I think the New Must Day wrong. New Day and Shield will be a fun match I think yeah and I but... I, guess I don't think I'll lose sleep if I don't see it but I do want to sure. see it kind of I think it'll be a fun match I, I don't know that I'm really overly interested in anything else i will end up probably watching it tonight uh but just like nothing is really you know okay i have to see this i want to see brock lesnar and aj styles because i want to see how they you know how they book that match and i'd like to see what comes of the elimination match uh between the men i there is always the possibility that somebody on Team SmackDown gets taken out and replaced for the women. Because we've seen that before. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. So we could uh, theoretically still get Paige tonight. Um, I'm not that hung up if she came or not. I just No, me neither. I'm just saying sure it's... We were gonna see her. It seemed like a smart way to bring her back. I'm just saying it would be a, you know, a, a possibility. I, I wouldn't put it past them actually still having that happen tonight. Well, the one thing I'm curious about as far as the AJ Lesnar match goes, I do agree with what you're saying, that it would either be a total squash or it could be a really good competitive match. The thing is, everything I have ever read or heard about regarding AJ Styles. He's very proud. Justifiably so. I mean, oh why? Amazing. And while I have no doubt that he'll do what he's told you know, to a point, I don't see him as being the sort to allow Brock Lesnar to have a lazy, bad match that makes him look bad. It's one thing to do a proper squash. It's another thing where Brock just goes, fuck it, I'm not even trying. I could very well see AJ going, oh, the hell you are. You know, AJ could make him try harder. Yeah. And so just given how Lesnar's attitude has been in the past, that's the aspect of their match that I'm the most curious about because AJ is not going to allow Lesnar to make him look bad in ways that are not relevant to the match itself. So I really want to see... I mean, and I'm not even sure how we would know, but I think if you watch the match, you would know if that makes sense. But yeah. You know, I don't think AJ is going to let Lesnar get away with some of his bad attitude that he has had in the past. 
I think Brock is a competitor at heart, and I think Brock would like to have a good match uh, with AJ Styles. I think if we were still talking about Jinder Mahal in this role, then a Brock Lesnar shows up, does what he needs to do, and goes home. I think that would be a, more likely uh, if we were still talking about Jinder Mahal. I don't think... Uh, I, I think Brock would be the kind of guy who would look forward to a match with a guy like AJ Styles. Like, his best matches were with people who could go back in the day. His best matches were with Kurt Angle. His best matches were with The Undertaker. This is a guy who, you know, yeah, he's here for the paycheck. But if he can put a, if he can have a good competitive match, I think he would uh, enjoy that. That's fair. Just a personal outlook on on how I see Brock Lesnar. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Brock could just show up like, well, what the fuck? Why do I got to fight this guy now? <laughs> and Brock is not above losing. As you'll no doubt tell oh, from course. last year's summer uh, last year's Survivor Series. <laughs> oh, we'll find out tonight. Sure. <laughs> I, I I'm not predicting AJ to win, but I'm saying that I wouldn't put it past Brock to allow AJ to win. Mm-hmm. If uh, if so asked to do so. Chances are we get a non-finish. Mm, no, I think Brock wins. Okay. I, 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 I'd bet a Charles Barkley on it, but I'd never get mailed if I want one already. <laughs> I mean, uh, shit. Oh, it takes to get two. Uh, and, and I know it's going to happen. It'll be, it'll be 2077. You're like, oh, she's sad, man. Century of birthdays are over. <laughs> give myself two Charles Barkley's. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> I know how this works. <laughs> Brock Lesnar wins, though. All right. <laughs> I got over Berkeley and that's cool. All right. Terrible. <laughs> anything terrible, we terrible. Anything we anything we need to know going into uh about uh New Japan right now? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, they started a World Tag League, which is their tag team tournament right before Wrestle Kingdom. It pretty much determines the last big match of who gets a tag team title shot. This is the heavyweight tag division, and it's actually more exciting this year than it's ever been because they've finally done something that they should have done a long time ago, and I don't know if they actually listened to what Tetsuya Naito said when he was complaining last year, but they've done it, and what they've done is there is nobody involved in World Tag League this year who already has a Tokyo Dome match lined up. So all the top names are out. And that's been really, really exciting for two reasons. One, there are a lot of fresh faces in the tournament this year, teams we haven't seen before. And two, it's so much more unpredictable as far as who's going to win. Because, I'm sorry, if you have Okada and Yoshihashi, you know they're not going to win, and you also know that Okada's not getting pinned. So, one of the complaints in the past about World Tag League was that there really wasn't any point in watching it, because if you just looked at who was on the list, 
and compared it with who had matches at the Dome already, you already knew pretty much how it was going to play out, and it was just boring. And so now they've changed it, and it's been a whole lot more interesting. In A Block, the tag teams that they have are Tenzan and Kojima, so the veteran team of Tenkozis going again. There, I, I, I don't see them getting very far. Kojima is still able to go, but Tenzan is a physical wreck. Uh, Yuji Nagata and Nakanishi, uh, the, uh, those two teams are basically the dads of New Japan. Uh, they're there, people love them. They won't have terrible matches, but they're they're not going to um, You've got uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi from Chaos. Uh, Bad Luck Fale and his pet white boy, Chase Owens. Um, they're representing Bullet Club. Hangman Page and the Tokyo Pimp, Yujiro Takahashi, also representing Bullet Club. Minoru Suzuki and Izuka their monster guy who's usually on a leash. Um, the debuting team, Juice Robinson, has been working with New Japan for a while. His tag team partner is Sammy Callahan. And uh, that will be interesting. There's a lot of people not happy about that. Um, apparently, multiple allegations of domestic violence makes you unpopular, and somebody christened this tag team of Juice Robinson and Sammy Callahan as Juice and Abuse. And uh, it's kind of stuck in some circles. Um, then rounding out you, rounding out Block A, you have Evil and Sonata from Los Ingobernables de Japón. I would really like to see them win the whole thing. And not just because of personal bias here. I, I would really like to see them have something else to do. Um, the thing is, and the one reason I think they probably aren't going to win, is that Evil and Sonata are two-thirds of the Never Trios titles, it's them and Bushi, and they haven't even defended those titles in months. It's like they don't even exist anymore, but those titles are always defended at Wrestle Kingdom, and there's no chance for them to lose those titles between now and the Dome. So I think we're just going to see them pretty much wasted on a trio's title match that they're probably going to lose anyway. So I would love to see Evil and Sonata sweep A block and preferably win the whole thing, but I don't think we're going to see that. Uh, block B is a little bit less sexy in some ways in that it doesn't have all the bigger names. They do have the current champions and several debuting teams. You've got Togi Makabe with a returning Hinare. Hinare was one of the young lions from New Zealand who was out with an injury for a long time now, but he's back. So you know, that's pretty cool. Big Mike Elgin and Jeff Cobb are teaming up for Block B. Originally, it was supposed to be uh, Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle, but apparently New Japan just recently found out about the personal habits of the King of Bros, and after the Matt Seidel incident, they uninvited him from World Tag League. So um, Jeff Cobb and Big Mike Elgin are basically yeah, 
team meat shield here. They're going to be pretty impressive. Uh, David Finley and young lion Brock Lesnar, as some people call him Katsuya Kitamura, they've teamed up. They should be fun. Um, War Machine is in it, Raymond Rowe and Hansen. Uh, Ishii and Yano from Chaos, they're in it. Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor are teaming up. Uh, Beretta's part of Chaos. Uh, Chuck Taylor, he's going by Chuck E.T. over in New Japan so that there aren't issues with his American work. If you have not followed this on Twitter, you've got to. The exchanges between Beretta and Chuck Taylor and Kazuchika Okada on Twitter are absolutely hysterical. They're all basically fighting over who Beretta's best friend is. Like, uh, there was this whole exchange between Chuck Taylor and Beretta about, you know, dude, we're doing World Tag League because they tag as uh, best friends in PWG and Ring of Honor and several other places. So best friends is a known tag team. And they had this whole exchange of, dude, what if Okada hates me? And so Beretta would tweet out to Okada, and Beretta refers to Okada as Little Kazu. And it's like, Little Kazu, I need you to like my friend, okay? And Okada actually tweeted back, no, I'm your best friend. And it kind of went downhill from there. And it's just this total high school mean girls drama thing of they're fighting over who is Beretta's best friend. I read through this tweet exchange and I feel like a traitor because I don't hate Okada anymore. Like, okay, I, I like this guy. This version of him is a lot of fun. So if you're not following all three of them on Twitter, Okada, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta, follow them right now because they're really weird. Um, and you've got Gorillas of Destiny from Bullet Club, Tamatanga, and Tongaloa, and last of all, the current heavyweight tag team champions, Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer from Suzuki Goon. So um, I would really like to see Mike Elgin and Jeff Cobb just kind of run roughshod through everybody. But um, the champs can be beaten because they're defending their titles at the Tokyo Dome anyway. So it doesn't matter if they get beaten here, and it'll just set up an opponent for them for later. So that's the setup for World Tag League, and it really has been way more interesting than it has been before. They've gone through two days of it. There's only two tag matches on each show because that's how everything plays out. Goto and Yoshihashi beat Suzuki and Azuka. The match was okay. The Suzuki gun bullshit was toned way down, and Goto actually pinned Suzuki, which you know, did not make you know, Murder Grandpa very happy. Most people think that Goto is going to be challenging for Suzuki's never title at the Tokyo Dome because Suzuki doesn't have an opponent yet. So I could totally see that working out. The other match on the first night was very disappointing. Um, Juice Robinson and Sammy Callahan beat Evil and Sonata. Evil and Sonata could still win the whole tournament. They've only lost one match. But if you watch this match, it's really kind of disgusting. 
because Sammy Callahan is physically disgusting. I don't know. I mean, I'm whatever his personal stuff is. I'm leaving that alone. But he just looks like he hasn't bathed in a week. He's spitting everywhere. He hawked a loogie on evil, and then he grabbed Sonata by the head and kissed him in the middle of the match. And yeah, apparently that's a thing now. Everybody's doing that. But um, Houston uh, Callahan got the win there. Um, see if they get any more. And then this morning, the other block. Uh, Jeff Cobb and Mike Elgin, oh, um, best friends, Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor beat the Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, the match was okay. I don't know if the shtick from best friends is translating very well in Japan, but it's only been one match, so you know, give them some time. And then, you know, by far the best match so far. Jeff Cobb and Mike Elgin actually beat Nishi and Yano. So uh, it was everything of you know, tough, meaty guys destroying each other that you could possibly want. So uh, that was a whole lot of fun. So they're just getting started, so there's a lot more to do, and I'll keep posted as it progresses. Cool. I just almost yanked my headphones right out of my board. <laughs> Caught it with my elbow. Anyway. Ah. You know where uh, headphones stay plugged in at all times? You know right where that is. That's in they, JT they may, land. They, they may stay plugged in, but they don't actually. But they might not stay in the ears because mine fall out all the time, especially when I'm working. <laughs> All right, so basically, here we go. We got some chic tweets. Everybody needs a second chance except for the jabronis. Fuck the jabronis. Who better, the Charles or the Saquon Barkley? He? He? Question? <laughs> Happy birthday for the, to the intelligent Jew of the earth, Stu Stone. Forever, the heat of real legend like the Iron Sheik, Muhammad Ali, and the Rob Thomas of the Matchbox 20. <laughs> In the... In the end, you you can all go fuck yourself. All right, let's get the KPL. Oh, wow, my fucking iPad's upside down. No wonder I couldn't find that. All right, let's see. Double the. Where is KFAB News Safari? Okay, come on. What the hell? Why aren't you? Ah, there we go. KFAB News. Let's see here. Okay. In keeping with the times, WWE turns all male talent heel. <laughs> Heyman surprised to learn it's not spelled Brock. Brock. <laughs> fan, fan with 17 Bullet Club t-shirts has never seen the Bullet Club wrestle. I believe it. <laughs> That one's that one's not fake. <laughs> With Ellis Worth gone from WWE, who's left to face the Undertaker at WrestleMania? With Ellis Worth gone, many fans and pundits believe there are very only a few viable opponents for the Undertaker left in WWE, including including Tyler Tyler Breeze, Jay Uso, but not that loser Jimmy. 
French language commentator Ray Rougeau, <laughs> Rizar, and Carmela, or Carmela. Oh shit! The fuck! Damn it! Did it again? Okay, hold on. The wrong one. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Yes, I know. There's there's four p.m. games. ESPN app. Stop. <laughs> Did this pro wrestler make sexually suggestive comments to coworkers in the 90s? And they're asking about valviness. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, this wasn't, this was, this, this obviously, this, is, this isn't, we know this happened, but NXT TakeOver canceled after concerned parents deem War Games title too violent. And that's that's JT Land this week. I caught it quick, obviously, because of time. So appreciate that. <laughs> Let's do the news. And we all know it's because nothing's changed this week, so we can probably skip that part too. Works for me. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> First of all, this uh, you know, fake internet points. Get your fake internet points. Total age two hundred four of Raw, and total age two hundred one of Team SmackDown. Apparently. Uh, Dave, Apparently. Those, yeah. those guys are old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer says, I know everything about wrestling. JBL isn't the wrestling god. I am. 1099. Fuck those fake tweets and fake quotes. Says, let me lurk around on Reddit. And a friendly reminder of some stupid shit you didn't care about in the first place. On JR's podcast, Chris Jericho said Vince McMahon knew about his new Japan match with Kenny Omega. You know how smart I am throughout my career, and you know the relationship I have with Vince, and I would never jeopardize that or give him any nasty surprises. So I'll just leave it at that. It was Vince McMahon's decision to not... What? You, you deleted the thing I was reading. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were speeding through shit. I was trying to catch stuff up. I'm just going to read fast. We'll get there. Anyway, uh, Vince well, McMahon... Okay, Vince McMahon's decision not to have a roof on War Games. James Ellsworth has been wished well in his future endeavors by WWE. Uh, Ellsworth had more to say about his release. Very cool. I got to live my childhood dream of performing for WWE. It was a blast. I would have liked to have done more, of course, but I'm very happy of what I was able to accomplish there. This is just goodbye for now, but not forever. Till then, I'm not done showing the world that hashtag any man with two hands has a fighting chance. Ellsworth getting stale already. Just the women beating him up, and he fucking grabbed the money in the bank ca case in June. Stop already, E. He got released. Fuck, he was so underrated that he was actually talented. They should have gave him something else to do. Like usual, they screwed up. Uh, he's going to start a New Japan stable with Emma, Darren Young, and Summer Rae and make the E shit themselves. That from GClem16 on Reddit. <laughs> It's believed Drew McIntyre tore his bicep in his left arm during the NXT TakeOver match last night, but he'll be undergoing an MRI right away to evaluate the injury. Uh, we mentioned this earlier. The original plan was for Adam Cole to challenge Drew McIntyre at TakeOver before the War Games style match was announced. WWE didn't decide to replace Jason Jordan with Triple H on Team Raw until the weekend, and the same goes for Natalya losing the, the title to Charlotte. Uh, here is what Leo Gao had to say about his WWE release. Who the fuck am I? <laughs> Seriously, who? I don't uh, that's, that's a new name for me. EA has the right idea, Oos. From now on, you have to pay extra to see my Superman punch or spear. I invented that move, by the way. 
Roman microtransaction reigns. That from uh, Jamie Ellsworth on Reddit. Uh, Daniel Bryan says he 99% plans to wrestle next September when his WWE contract ends. WWE reduced their number of events in India to one super show on December 9th due to slow ticket sales. On top of that, the $25 to $50 U.S. ticket prices were too high for the Indian market, especially given most big sporting events there have sponsors who pay for the event and let fans in for free. WWE still views both India and China as long play for their future company growth. Yeah, so much for Jinder Mahal. Yes. <laughs> Neville and WWE have come to some sort of an agreeable term that could see him returning to television before the end of the month. Polka dot suit. Yeah. The former Jack Swagger, a.k.a. Jack Hager, or Jake Hager, rather, has signed with Bellator MMA. Matt Hardy's broken Matt Hardy trademark will be published for opposition on December 19th. After that, parties such as Anthem or Impact Wrestling have 30 days from publication to oppose the mark. If no one does, Matt's trademark is official. I don't see the big deal with net neutrality, Oos. Uh, how about you sick fuck stop streaming your po pony porn and pick up a Bible, says Roman Reigns, according to Sausage1000 on Reddit. Contrary to previous posts, Eric Bischoff says he has not bought any indie wrestling company. That being said, he is appearing for Cleveland Knights Wrestling on February 9th. Season 4 of Lucha Underground will tape in March, April, and May of next year with a targeted May 2018 return date on El Rey Network. The financing to tape comes from El Rey, but the budget has been greatly reduced over previous seasons. Reaction among talent was mixed as some with better prospects were planning to go elsewhere when their contracts expired, while others are happy that the show is coming back. Some are planning to take their contracts to court since they haven't been paid from mid-2006 until the tapings next year, and it may not be legal to hold someone to a contract without paying them for that long. WWE's David Hudson and singer Jennifer Hudson are no longer a couple. They had been together for 10 years and got engaged to be married in 2008 but never tied the knot, although they have a son together. Hudson filed for an order of protection and Otunga's lawyer had this response. As a result of Mr. Otunga's career in the WWE, Ms. Hudson felt she could not uh, Ms. Hudson felt that she could give an award-winning performance in court to portray herself as the victim. Mr. Otunga has never abused or harassed Ms. Hudson or their son. Uh, now. James Ellsworth finally reuni reunited with Chin. That from our, our boys, Wonderpot Online on Reddit. <laughs> Incredibly. Tomoaki Hamna is training for... I fucked that name up, I'm sure. Uh, is training for an in-ring return and is already taking bumps again. Back in March, he suffered a fractured cervical vertebrae taking a draping DDT from Jado, and his injury was so severe that he had to learn to walk again. Microtransactions are awful. You can get more insight like that for only $10.99 a month, says Dave Meltzer, according to Mostly Just Lurking on Reddit. <laughs> Chris Jericho talks about his wrestling cruise. The idea came when we got invited to play the Kiss Cruise in 2015. See, you thought JT was lying about Gene Simmons on BHF radio this whole time? Let, let me tell you what. When I spoke to him for a couple of minutes one time I was in Europe, JT told me to go on that cruise. Then he hung up on me. I thought we were going to meet up on the ship and finish the interview. True story. <laughs> 
Uh, and, and a quick review of Total Divas from WWE's own Nia Jax. Quick review of Total Divas last night. OMG, my baby. OMG, my title. OMG, I want to move. OMG, I want to wrestle. And I'm over here like, penis! That, that's legitimate, too. Like, I actually went through Twitter. legit. Like, that, that actually is a thing. That's We did not make uh, that one up. We never make no. anything up on this show, ever. But we spe- we especially didn't make that up. That was actually a real tweet. Yeah. Look at that. You were going to delete stuff. It's 4.03. I'm, I'm done with all the news. Yeah. In your <laughs> face. <laughs> all right. Uh, well. Yep. I guess it's time to go watch Montreal Screwjob 2017, folks. Sure. Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens are from Quebec. Yes, they are. And it's the anniversary, 30 years. Yes, it is. 20, 20 years. Yes, 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> I know you're, yeah, you, I know you got old man Bragy, but you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's 30, 20. it's the 30 year anniversary of Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. That's because the point. The first one was 1987, and then the Montreal screw job happened in 97. Happy anniversary, folks. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, then. I'm at Think So Joe for at G of the Internet, at Random Redhead, at Book Junkie Jaina, for at El Generico and Mark underscore Noise, who didn't bother to show up today. I am at Think So Joe. We are at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can listen to this podcast live every Sunday at BoardWrestlingFan.com, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and you can download us afterwards on iTunes, Stitcher, Cheap Heat, Blueberry, uh, PodDirectory.com, Google Play Music. We're on now. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Also, our anniversary, technically, of episode one. Yes, it is. And we're clear.